from St. Louis Public Radio. This is St. Louis on the Air. You know, they might have ideas. Uh, we, we talk about form and um, rhyme scheme and that kind of thing. And then, uh, yeah, and then so they we kind of get our ideas all on the paper on our big giant post-it note and then just move pieces around and edit as we go. Hmm. I imagine you've had a lot of experiences songwriting with these kids. Is there any particular favorite lyric that comes to mind looking back on those collaborations? Uh, well, there is on the, in that song, uh, Narwhal, there's uh, the couplet, they use their tusk for echolocation when they're searching for some tasty crustacean. That's pretty good. A, yeah, it was a pretty good one. So. Their babies are born blue and gray. They change colors as they age. They use their tusk for echolocation when they're searching for some tasty crustacean. I'm Sarah Fenske. Tomorrow is Endangered Species Day, and the St. Louis band Fire Dog has just the song for the occasion. The Endangered Species Act of 1973 is an important piece of legislation designed to protect critically imperiled species from extinction attempt to avoid another passenger pigeon when we almost lost the American bison it was alarming to some conservationists the Endangered Species Act and that is from the local band Fire Dog Endangered species aren't just a a one-day-a-year preoccupation for them or a one-song focus. Nearly a decade ago, band leader Mark Pagano wrote his first song about an endangered animal, Missouri's very own hellbender. Things took off from there in a big way, and he joins us today to tell us about it. Mark Pagano, welcome. Hi, thanks for having me. So it was in uh, 2012 that you wrote your first song about an endangered species. This was about the hellbender, the largest salamander in North America. What got you interested in in their plight? Um, Well, a a friend of mine, Mikhail Shapiro, who's a movie maker in Kansas City, she was doing a project about the hellbender, and uh, she was visiting the hellbender breeding center at St. Louis Zoo, and she invited me to come along, and I was just inspired um and i I wrote wrote the song uh shortly thereafter and we recorded it and it was a big hit for fire dog and i just kind of uh took it from there as a you know um a sign that maybe people wanted to learn about animals through music so when you first wrote this song about a salamander was your band fully on board from the get-go or were they wondering if this was a good idea uh well it's it's uh yeah they were certainly on board i would say um you know it was partially inspired by my bandmate celia who you heard uh singing endangered species act uh she had uh previously recorded a song an informational animal song about the armadillo Hmm. and so it was kind of uh 
in line with that format of uh, informational animal songs, and um, they were into it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it probably helps that that song is insanely catchy. I want to let people listen to just a bit of the Hellbender song since that's where it all began. This is Hellbender from Fire Dog. Hellbender, salamander, amphibian Breathes in oxygen through its skin Protects its body with a layer of slime In North America, it's the largest kind of salamander Hellbender, hellbender So that is Hellbender by the band Fire Dog. Um, Mark, you can see why that song would become a hit. It sounds like it really took off. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, certainly well received, and it's still, uh, you know, kind of one of the most requested uh, of our tunes to this day. So. So, you know, it's a great song, but you could also see it being almost a one-hit wonder. You're going to do one animal song and then move back to doing other songs. When did your interest in in songwriting about endangered species um, go beyond the Hellbender? Um, Well, uh, uh, shortly after we released the song as a band, I started doing uh, songwriting workshops uh, in St. Louis Public Schools through an organization called Springboard uh, to Learning. Mm-hmm. And I used that song as kind of my introduction, my lead-in, my example of a of a song, um, you know, and we deconstruct it from there. But kids were really, really took to this informational song about the Hellbender. And um, shortly after that, uh, I became a father. We released an album called For the Kids that also had Hellbender on it. And kind of our follow-up to that, I decided, would be Endangered Species Project. Um, Just trying to really, you know, create music that had a purpose in the world um, and hoping to inspire young people to get interested in the animals with whom we share our natural world. Hmm. So from there, I imagine you couldn't just go with one song about a hellbender, one song about the Endangered Species Act. Did you have to dig deeply into learning about all of these species? Uh, You know, I was kind of an organic process, I guess. Um, There was certainly plenty to choose from. Mm -hmm. But um, I guess uh, there was a I took a trip around that time. It was 2015 when I started writing for this album. and we, I took a family trip down to the Everglades where I met the manatee and the American crocodile and, um, you know, and then the Internet uh, introduced me to the magic rabbit who was photographed that same year. It was a very rare creature to be seen. Hmm. Uh, and um, so just kind of different things uh came up for me that I was like, oh, yeah, that's that's one that I'm going to do about. Um, and, of course, the passenger pigeon is is the cautionary tale of a animal that got hunted to the point of extinction. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, those are kind of the touchstones on that album, uh, Endangered Species Project. So these are kind of some fun songs, but at the same time, there, there's a little bit of a dark undercurrent that, that this is also cautionary. Uh, certainly. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah. Um, I guess part of my goal is to bring some 
joy to the experience of learning, but also, you know, to that, that joy and that musicality of it, um, doesn't, uh, doesn't neglect that these are serious topics. Um, and hopefully it just encourages, um, us to find ways to honor the creatures with whom we share our world, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so I've, and since then we've, I've been working with kids, um, where they're writing their own songs around different animals. Um, and when you say the they're, they're writing their own songs, they're doing the music and the words? These are little kids? Uh, there's been a variety of different formats of this program. Um, I, did one, I did one project in uh, the creative experience at Central Library, which uh, kids definitely had more agency over creating music through technology, using Pro Tools and uh, the different software they had um, access to. And then there's been more uh, collective projects where I'm leading a whole classroom through the experience of writing a song where I might be more involved in the music writing of it, but Mm -hmm. they're kind of doing the research and coming up with the lyrical ideas and kind of putting it together that way. But... And, and so one example of this, I understand, is the song Narwhal. This was written with some fourth graders. Is that right? That's right. And so for this process, we're going to play a clip from this song in just a moment. But is this one then where the whole class, different people were, were doing different parts of this, turning this into a song? Yeah, that's right. It was done at Kerr's Mill Elementary. Um, and yeah, it was a whole class of fourth graders. Um I think 2018 is when we wrote the song together. Okay. Well, let's play a little bit of that collaboration. This is the song Narwhal. This is from fourth graders at Kerr's Mill Elementary School in Chesterfield, along with Mark Pagano of Fire Dog. Yeah, that is the song Narwhal. I mean, you pack a lot of information in there, and there's kind of some vivid writing, talking about the cross between a unicorn and a manatee. Are the kids writing those lyrics? Yeah, the kids really did uh, um, take ownership over the writing process on that one. Um, You know, they worked in small groups to kind of come up with different lines, and then we just kind of pieced it together, like collage style. Hmm. So are they writing in that sort of, you know, you need it, I'm sure, to be pretty succinct. There's not a lot of room for flowery language there. Are you having to pare back what they come in with? You know, they might have ideas. Uh, we, we talk about form and um, rhyme scheme and that kind of thing. And then, uh, yeah, and then so they we kind of get our ideas all on the paper on our big giant post-it note and then just move pieces around and edit as we go. Hmm. I imagine you've had a lot of experiences songwriting with these kids. Is there any particular favorite lyric that comes to mind looking back on those collaborations? Uh, well, there is on the, in that song, uh, Narwhal, there's uh, the, I thought the, the couplet of 
they use their tusk for echolocation when they're searching for some tasty crustacean. That's pretty good. Yeah, it was a pretty good one. So uh, (laughs) it's always surprising to hear what they come up with. That's great. So you're coming up with some really good songs harnessing the power of the youth. Do you think there'll be a sequel to the 2018 album focused on these endangered species? Um, Yeah, there is kind of an idea for a sequel. At this point, there's enough songs uh, that were written with young people that uh, that's kind of my goal is to uh, have the Endangered Species Project, too, that are all uh, kids' songs. So there's a number of them. And we've started to bounce some ideas back and forth. Um, but at this point, we still haven't uh, really connected in person since the pandemic. We've been mm. working remotely a little bit, uh, the band and I, so... Well, and, Hopefully we're getting to the point where we will be, uh, you know, reconnecting in that way. And that'll enable you to sort of get this across the finish line. Yeah. We also want to mention local artist Wolf Puppy um, helped come up with some stop motion animation for these student songs. So there's there's some cool videos here, too. We'll make sure to get those up on our Twitter account. That's at STL on air. We'll also get that on our website. How did that come about to have this this video component? Well, uh, yeah, so it was early on uh, about a year ago, I guess April of last year, and I was working on this song, Sea Turtle, which I had just uh, completed in the last residency I did before the shutdown. Um, And I I was just, you know, stuck at home and wanting to do some creative stuff. Um, And so I started recording this song, Sea Turtles, and then I thought, I saw my friend Holly Lammert, Wolf Puppy was posting some stuff she was doing with experimenting with stop motion. And I said, hey, would you want to do something together? And she really put together a beautiful piece at the sea turtle video. Mm -hmm. And then we kind of took that further into the narwhal video, which I thought turned out really nice, too. They did turn out nice. And this has become such a big project. I mean, this has now been something that you've been focused on for for just about nine years. Why do you think this work around endangered species and and building songs around it has become such a long-lasting project for you? Well, I mean, there's a, you know, I think with my music, I just kind of reached the point where I wanted to do something that kind of had a larger meaning and hopefully a bigger impact of just my own self-expression and telling my own story and giving giving uh, young people uh, opportunity to tell stories about the natural world and really just honor these creatures through art and music. And you've done an awesome job at that. And we want to let people know that tomorrow, Endangered Species Day, you can celebrate that day, pay attention to that day with Mark on Fire Dog's Facebook page. Just go to that Facebook page tomorrow from 4.15 to 5 p.m. It's an entirely virtual event, and it's free to join, um, and you can pay attention to that day. So Mark Pagano of Fire Dog, thank you so much for joining us today. And let's go out of the show with one last tune on this subject. This is Habitat by Fire Dog.
St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. Understanding starts here. Do you find yourself regularly listening to episodes of St. Louis on the Air? Suggest us to a friend you think might enjoy our conversations. And leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the simplest way to help people discover our show. Thanks. St. Louis Public Radio is a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Support comes from Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to sustainable and sound conservation of the state's forests, which support more than 41,000 Missouri jobs, resulting in a $10 billion industry. Choosewood.com.